Hello, everyone, and welcome to our next episode of Mahita Talks. I'm your host, Sherry Altergat, Chief Experience Officer at the CX Edge. Well, today we're going to do something a little bit different topic that we haven't covered before, and I couldn't be more excited to have Mr. Jim Bunsey. He's Director of Commercial Business Development for the Propane Education Research Council, which you might hear us refer today as PERC. Welcome, Jim. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi, Sherry. I'm so happy for you to have me on here and so we can talk about propane and how propane can help people on their wide path to decarbonization. So it's uh, it's, it's going to be fun for us to talk about forklifts and propane-powered por- forklifts, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do some education here today. I'm really looking forward to it. I, I don't know if you're aware, but I come back from a background of electric forklifts for a number of years. Um, so I'm really excited to learn a lot more from you today about propane and propane energy. So thank you for being here with us. I like to always start all of our podcasts just for everybody to get to know our guests a little bit better. So this is a twofold question. I was hoping if you could tell me a little bit more about the Propane Education Research Council, because I'm not sure all of our listeners are familiar with it. And then I would like to get into a little bit of how you got started in this industry. Perfect. I like two-part questions. So first, so PERC, PERC is, we serve the industry. So the Propane Education Research Council was founded by Congress with the PARA Act. And so we're funded by a fraction of cent of every odorized gallon used in the United States. In return, we take that ga- that money and we invest it back into the industry. We do pr- promote safety and training and research and development and, you know, doing podcasts like these for people to understand, you know, what propane does. Because one of the fun parts about my job is we talk about all the different things that propane can do. And when people go, I didn't realize propane can do that. I'm like, well, <laughs> it's amazing. And it's old technology that's here that's helping us decarbonize for today. So that's kind of the It'll, it'll be fun to bring that up and we'll kind of compare some stuff and talk as we go through this. And then, so my background is, um, was originally a design specifying engineer that worked my way into becoming a contractor. And for the last 18 years, I was building propane infrastructure across the United States. So, you know, from small bulk plants to large barge terminals where we have several 90,000 gallon tanks. And that's showing like kind of the versatility that propane has is it, it's small from cooking with the barbecue cylinder to running huge factories. So that, and it's the same product, C3H8, same clean product that's available that has been available and will be available in the future. Well, thank you for sharing that. And I do have to say, in kind of my pre-research for this podcast today, I was amazed to learn at how many uses there are for propane that I really was unaware of previous to just kind of doing some research before this podcast. Um, So I'm excited to just kind of jump right in. Um, We were going to focus our conversation today a little bit more around propane use as it relates to forklifts, because that's what a lot of the Mahita member listening are are going to be most interested in. I was hoping we could just kind of start out of the gate with what advantages do propane power offer as it relates to forklifts? So, you know, when you kind of look at the forklifts and you said you came from batteries and we kind of look at battery usage and battery technologies getting better nowadays, but you go to forklifts and I tell people, you know, we talk about how clean it is and having NOx reduction and we can bring all the facts and data, but I tell people, think about, 
when you're inside of a warehouse and you've got propane powered forklifts. Why do we have propane powered forklifts in the factory? People don't get sick. So there's less emissions. It's cleaner burning. And that's why propane forklifts are so popular across the United States. Now we have the facts and figures where we can start to show if we compare them to diesel, how much we're cleaning up the NOx and cutting the emissions and, and you know, making it better. And so as, as we kind of look at the whole package of the propane powered forklift, we can meet the energy needs of today. Um, you know, it's we provide, like you said, there's multiple equipment that happens. So we have the forklifts, but then we have power generation for the factory. So your electric forklifts, I love electric forklifts. They're great because there's quiet and there's space for them to be used, but we still need energy to charge them. And not all facilities have enough power available from the electric grid. So we can also help out and put in propane powered generators for prime power to charge them or backup to charge them. So that's the versatility that we have available for us right now the infrastructure that's available for us right now to help us meet our end goals of decarbonizing, you know, the factories that we're working at. That's amazing. I, I want to go back to that last point of even as a power source to charge forklifts, right? Propane can be used for that. And I don't know if that's an area that a lot of people have really investigated. So can we talk a little bit more maybe of how companies can use propane as a backup power source. So can, as we said, so our backup power source is there. The electric grid is being maxed out right now because we are electrifying everything, okay? So the, the thing that I always tell people is we don't want to confuse electricity with energy. So we produce energy, we transmit it as electricity, and then we use the energy at the source at, at our forklifts where we're using it. So we talk about the backup power generation that's available right now we can take and we can put a 400 kW 200 kW and it's all scalable even if you only need 50 kW of energy produced on site you can produce it on site where it's at with reliability um the other thing that happens is we can have storage how much storage do you need on site you know if we lose power how long can you go without electricity feeding your building if we have factories that are down we're material handling this is what we're talking about right now if we have electric forklifts and we are without power and we don't have backup propane power generation, we can't do our work. You know, the diesel trucks will still show up, but if we can't charge our batteries, we don't have lights on in the building, now we're losing revenue. So the backup power generator is a great affordable insurance policy that also is cleaner for the environment. You start looking at, you know, where does electricity come from? A lot of it's coal. We have some nuclear, we have some wind, and we have some solar, um, hydro. Those are all sources of energy that we produce electricity. So you gotta look at the whole big picture, what's available, but for a factory, a home, residential, anywhere, if we have our own on-site storage of propane with our own generator, now we have grid resilience. So anything happens downstream, we can still keep up and running. I mean, you compare it to like hospitals, hospitals have backup generators all the time. Most factories do now because we have such lost revenue, but now with clean burning propane in these higher KWs that are available to us, we're able to meet our needs. And you keep adding more electric forklifts, we need more energy to be able to be delivered to that building so we can run those forklifts. 
you had mentioned kind of the different types of power available. And I think that speaks to the need for some level of diversification within your power mix for some of those things that you had said, if, you know, if there's an outage and then you have a backup, do you have any recommendations on what that diversification of power should look like? So the, as energy is needed, you know, as population grows, we expand, we need more power. And it's kind of interesting that you bring up and you ask me, you know, all the different powers. Because if we go all the way back to the late 1800s, we were using wood. And then coal came on. And then as coal came on, then we had natural gas or the NGL liquids, which includes propane. So we start having that energy source. On top of that, we're adding wind. Well, we had hydro that comes in there. Then we add our wind and our solar. And, you know, all these energy sources are needed now. And so that's where, and they all work together. And that's a very important thing, because as we electrify everything, we're going to have to generate the energy required. And one of the biggest advantages that propane has for it is its on-site storage. You can control your destiny with how many days you want to go with your on-site storage. If you have an 18,000 gallon tank and that covers you for a week or two weeks, depending on how big your factory is, that's good. But somebody will come back and say, we want to be able to go 20 days off the grid. We had more storage tanks. It's all scalable as needed. And it's kind of, it's amazing how easy it is for us to bring that in. And just kind of compare, like we talked about, you know, new energy sources. Hydrogen's very popular right now. And we kind of look at hydrogen. Hydrogen is going to be awesome. It's super clean. It, it, it does what we need it to do. But you compare the chemical formula of propane is C3H8. So we're hydrogen-rich fuel. And that's why we burn so clean. That's why you're able to run your forklifts inside of buildings because we're so clean because our particulate emissions are not making people sick inside. Hydrogen is going to do the same thing. But the biggest thing is the hydrogen infrastructure is not installed today. It's going to be several years till that's installed. Um, they're using some of it in the natural gas pipeline. Um, but again, all those systems are going to have to change. Whereas people are looking to decarbonize, propane is a great solution. It's, if we look at carbon intensity scores, our carbon intensity score average is 80.25. And the average of the electric grid across the United States is 131. So just right now, by switching from electricity that's delivered from the grid to on-site power generation with propane, we're cleaner than the grid is today. And that's a simple measure for people to go. And that's before we even talk about the renewables that are going to become available. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. Thank you for that. It's so interesting when you talk about propane and propane being a clean energy source, because when I kind of grew up and when I started out in the industry, we were taught kind of the exact opposite. Now, mind you, I was selling on the electric side, so we were sort of taught to sell it a certain way. But I think there was a negative, at least from my perception, a negative view of propane and especially running propane inside buildings. So I was hoping you can expand a little bit more on kind of coupling the two of propane being considered a clean energy source and the advantages of using propane versus electricity within a warehousing or manufacturing environment. Okay. So I, I, I like to be 
I like to have simple ways of thinking of why propane's clean. So the first time, you know, everybody's used to the propane barbecue grill. That's why 81% of our population touches propane every day and we don't even realize it. And so I kind of point out when we go to cook our food, we use propane grill. We don't use a gasoline or diesel grill. So we allow the propane to touch our food and we consume it in our bodies and it doesn't make us sick. So again, I can get to all the math and all the science and all the facts and figures, but if we break it down simple, that we this propane burns so clean that we can cook our food, our vegetables, our meat, whatever we have, it touches it and we don't get sick. It's pretty clean, right? Mm -hmm. So that's where we start. You know, and again, we can get in the math further and we can get in the facts and figures, but just simply people can correlate to that. Oh, that kind of makes sense. And then I missed your second question as I started talking that, if you could ask that again. And first of all, I want to say that's a fantastic just explanation for somebody like me who the facts and figures might get a little bit lost on if we go too into the signs of it. Um, but I, I thought that was a great example. So the second part of that question is really looking at the advantages of using propane versus electric within a warehousing or manufacturing environment. So, you know, in the in the warehousing environment where you look at, so the propane forklift, because a lot of times, you know, your electric forklifts are usually you're inside and outside they run the gasoline or the diesel forklifts. The cool thing is with the propane forklifts, they run inside they can run outside. So we're clean inside. We refuel outside, so we're not taking up that charging area. And some, you know, a lot of electric forklifts are charged inside or they're charged outside, but it's the area. So our refueling area um, is is a smaller area. We can fuel at about 10, 12 gallons a minute. Um, they can fuel on the forklift or they can actually have a cylinder exchange like many of the other forklifts have. But what we have is the resiliency. We've got the propane available to us. We're kind of grid independent. Again, we can keep our storage capacities so that we have the resiliency if any disasters happen or there's something that causes us not to have the energy source of the building, we have our own on-site storage. So by taking our forklifts, we can use the same piece of equipment inside, outside. Um, as batteries go, you know, as technology is better, but as the original battery forklifts, as you're going, you know, they get slower or they start to lose power as they start to get to the end of their charge where propane has that same power all the way. Now, granted, as long as we keep our tank filled, but that's where we save is our fill times, you know, you're filling two, three, four minutes where we have charging times that can be hour, two hours, up to eight hours to charge a forklift, just depending on the size of the forklift or, you know, the battery system that's on it. So I say the resiliency in the time is one of the biggest benefits. And the best thing is, is our backup factor is we're cleaning up the environment by using the propane with the clean burning fuel. And we're starting to cut emissions. Everybody has their path. We, we want to become carbon neutral right now. And it's a clear path for us to get there. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, does propane offer any disadvantages when operating in cold environments? So I'd see <laughs> My claim to fame is, as I talked before, um, you know, I've worked in every state, including Alaska and Hawaii. We have propane installations where we have material handling equipment outside up in northern Alaska. Propane's boiling point's minus 44 degrees. So for us to see my, below minus 44 degrees, it's pretty rare. 
um, those vehicles up there, when it gets that cold, if it's diesel or if it's gasoline, they still have to plug in for keeping the vehicle warm at night or when it's not in use. Same thing with our propane. The propane starts efficiently. Um, we have school buses that are up in the northern climates where we're driving kids to school every day, and those start up when it's cold. So we really don't have any disadvantages in the cold or the heat, because even in the heat, when we start looking at some batteries, when it starts to get too hot, that affects our battery efficiencies. We're using the internal combustion engine, using clean burning propane. We have the same performance, warm or cold, and reliability. We're just dispelling all of the rumors today. That's great. Yeah, it's kind of the um, fun part of it. <laughs> <laughs> what other what other efficiency advantages do you believe propane powered forklifts offer? So, I mean, the efficiencies are. Uh, I'm going to compare to diesel right now because you know we're we're starting to get to the bigger forklifts and we're moving around. So a lot of times we compete with the diesel forklifts. And now that there's tier four and the tier five, it's making it very difficult to have the emission standards available for us. So that's where propane's really strong right now is, is just the performance and the reliability. Um, you look at the fueling systems, old carburetors on, on fuel injectors on diesel engines, they have to get cleaned out all the time. Propane is under moderate pressure. So if it's 60 degrees outside, we have 100 pounds of pressure. That's our working pressure in our system, but it's closed. It's not open to the atmosphere. So we don't have any oxygen breaking down our fuel. So we don't have a shelf life. You can take your propane cylinder and you can sit it on the shelf for 10 years. As long as the outside doesn't corrode and, and you keep it protected, the fuel inside doesn't break down. It doesn't have corrosion in there. So it doesn't clog up the fuel systems. If anybody, you take and you park your lawnmower at wintertime, in the spring, you always have to take it in to get it serviced because the fuel breaks down and they have to clean the carburetor. Luckily enough, my propane lawnmower out there, I charge the battery, fire it back up and it goes because it's a closed system. It's not open to the atmosphere. There's not debris that's getting in there. So your maintenance cycles go down because the fuel itself is so clean. C3H8, we have some other little particulates in there, but nothing that will affect the fueling system. So your maintenance goes down on the fuel side of the system for sure. Yeah, and that can be a really big impact for a lot of distribution manufacturing organizations. Well, Jim, I don't know if you've seen previous episodes of Mahita Talks, but you have made it to our lightning round. Oh, so man. I, I, it's hard to get there and it's hard to get through, but um, I think you're up for the challenge today. So I have 10 questions. This is part of our, we, like I said in the beginning, we kind of like to get to know our guests all a little bit better. So these are going to be questions not related to propane, but are going to get us to, to get to know you a little bit better. Um, so are you ready to enter our lightning round? I'm ready for it. I, I'm, I'm excited to see what the prize is at the end if I make my way all the way through. So we'll see what happens. But the prize is just making it through because I'll okay. tell you not Perfect. everyone does. That's our goal. Okay. <laughs> All right. I like to start off a little bit easy. Um, what is one subject you would like to learn more about? One subject I'd like to learn more about. Um, so you know it's wow, so we'll go to, you know, it's energy usage. We'll, we'll, we'll swing it to this. So it's the future of energy and the subject of where we're going to have energy. And, you know, I still believe that, you know, 
a lot of people don't. I'm a propane guy, but you know, I'm intrigued by like nuclear fission. I've been around nuclear power plants, which um, is very interesting to me. And those facts and how that works and the sustainability of that side of things, that's that's kind of that's one of those avenues on a go if we're gonna geek out on something and, and start to learn. That's a I'll say nuclear fission. I think it's still an area that you probably know more about than most people do, um, but I'll allow it. You allow you let that one in? I'll allow it. Um, would you rather give up air conditioning and heating for the rest of your life or give up the internet for the rest of your life? I'll give up the internet. I, I like to be comfortable. I like to be warm and I like to be cool. I like... I work here in my basement in Cleveland, Ohio, and uh, I like to be tempered. So uh, for sure, I'll, I'll give up the internet. How often do you floss? How often I floss? I floss. So when I travel, I floss daily. When I'm at home, maybe every other or third day. So it's amazing. When I have my little kit set out when I'm traveling and getting around speaking about clean propane, every morning I'm flossing. It's just my routine. As soon as I get home, I get lazy. So um, we'll, we'll say 92% of the time because I do travel quite a bit. That's pretty good. I would say that's higher than average. Um, <laughs> what never fails to make you laugh? When situations just go so bad, I'm just an inopportune <laughs> laugher. So when things just feel like it's it's all falling apart, that's I just laugh at the most inopportune times because I'm like it's so unbelievable. I just you just have to laugh to let that out because there's no sense getting upset. So yeah, sometimes that's all you can do. Do you think you could win a game show? And if so, which one? Man, um, I've always wanted to participate in Wheel of Fortune. You know, I, I pictured my time back with my grandma watching Wheel of Fortune and listening to her yell at the TV. And, you know, I always felt like if I could get on there and get some good spins that I, I might be able to make it pretty far on Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> that would be my death. I'm, I'm not a great speller, so I don't think I could, I would do well. I'm a numbers guy. I'm not a good speller, but I still think I can pull it off. So, I mean, I would like, I would have a direct shot, so. Do you think your 12-year-old self would think you're cool now? Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, as, as I made it to 50, I'm still doing a lot of cool stuff. So I'm, I'm hanging with the kids. So I think I'll be all right. All the other kids think I'm cool. It's just my 18-year-old son that doesn't think I'm cool anymore. He just rolls his eyes at his friends like me. His friends love me when they see me. But hey, he's like, damn. But yeah, I, I think 12-year-old me would think I'm all right because I'm still having fun. Do you kill bugs that you find inside or do you take them outside? I carry them outside. I live in the country and I do. I carried a bee out the other day from the basement and I don't know why, but he flew away and hopefully he was happy. So yeah, I carry him out. <laughs> <laughs> it's very admirable of you because I tell you what, if I see a spider in this house, it will be dead immediately. Oh, I've got, um, I've got spiders that live in the basement with me. They don't seem to bother. They're happy. So they eat the insects. <laughs> they're, they're okay. If you could go back in time and change history, would you? No, not even on a personal level, because I'm I'm kind of happy where I'm at, and uh, you know it's uh, it, it's funny you watch the news and you think that like civilization's over, but I'm lucky enough to get to travel around the United States, and there's good people everywhere. There's happy people just out doing their job and getting things done. So 
I definitely have not lost faith in humanity. So I, I, I'm gonna we're gonna stay the course. All right. What is your go-to snack? Uh, go-to snack, um, somewhat healthy pretzels, but I do have a jar of Skittles hidden on the desk behind the screen. So if I need that energy to get me running, so candies are Skittles, but smart snack would be pretzels. Nice. All right. This is a long one. So you got to follow. All right. Would you rather have skin that changes color based on your emotions? or have tattoos appear all over your body depicting what you did the day before man so i have to go to with the tattoos because in moana i thought that was so cool when he had the tattoos that kind of and you know having your skin change from you know what's going on i'll go with that but i'll I'll depict what i've done i think that's more fun so i'm going to go the moana route with that I, it was so funny as Moana was the inspiration for that question. So. I, I figured that was just the first thing when you were bringing that up. I'm like, that's it. You know, I love Disney movies. They're great. So it's uh, <laughs> for sure. Well, Jim, you made it through our lightning round. Congratulations. Um, thank you for being a good sport about those questions. And sadly, we've come to the end of our time today. So is there any parting words that you would like to leave our Mahita listeners with? So, I, you know, I'm just going to leave it that hopefully you'll invite me back. Um, we didn't even get to talk about renewable propane. So if you have any time in the future and I could talk to you for hours about renewables and path to zero and where de decarbonization can bring us. So if you got a time slot in the future, let me know. And I'd love to talk to the listeners about that or anything propane related. You know, everybody laughs at me and calls me Hank Hill because propane and propane accessories. But, you know, I'm happy. If they know King of the Hill talks about propane, that means people are talking about propane and realizing what they can do. Fantastic. And I can guarantee you'll be a guest on a future Mahita Talks episode. I really would like to get into the renewable propane. So I think that's a great topic. And um, thank you again for just sharing what you did with us today. And we'll see you again real soon. Perfect. Thanks for having me, Sherry. Have a good day. Thank you. This has been Mahita Talks with Sherry Altergat. We'll see you guys on the next episode. Thank you.